welcome to Glad Tidings, the Athletics Everton Football Club podcast. Uh, it's been a busy week on the Blues front, certainly off the pitch. Um, <laughs> it's always off the pitch at the moment, isn't it? But there have been some genuine developments. Um, there have been rumours for some time that Everton were, were due to change kit manufacturers. Paddy and I have written that that's on the horizon. And uh, so, it, so it went this week. It was announced that Everton have formally signed an agreement with Danish kit manufacturer Hummel to produce their kits from next season for the next three years. We, we kind of estimate it's a deal worth around between eight and 10 million a season. Uh, and then beyond that, maybe incentives should Everton sort of break into the top four and things like that. Um, so Paddy and I have been joined by Seb White for this uh, this section of the show. Seb's the managing editor of Mundi El Mag. Um, you've probably seen them on Twitter and uh, all over the place, really. Fantastic title. Some really cool things going on. We've had, we've we've quoted uh, and spoken to them in the past in our pieces. So hiya, Pad, and hiya, Seb. Hi, guys. Hello. Hi. Thanks very much for um, yeah inviting us. No worries at all. So start with with Paddy just to tell us a little bit more about the sort of numbers before the deal, and then we'll we'll chat to Seb a bit more about Hummel in general. But Pad, it does represent a big step forward for Everton off the pitch, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I, th- I think obviously you've got the top six uh, with Tottenham in sixth place. When you when you look at the kit manufacturing deals, and I think Tottenham earn around thirty million pounds a year from their deal with with Nike. See the top six there is kind of a standalone elite group of clubs in this sense at least, and then everybody else and Everton are the best of the rest now, if if you will. So we you, you've spoken there. It's a, it's a three year deal believed to be between eight and ten million. Um, there'll be incentives on top of that, hopefully, should should Everton kind of do well in the table and progress into Europe. So you, this should put Everton in seventh place, relatively comfortably in seventh place, all all things considered. Um, and it is a it is a kind of quite a tangible step forward. The the deal, the last deal with Umbro was was worth about five million pounds, uh, we're told. So this is nearly double that. Um, and that does represent within this category substantial progress. They, they've, they've made a lot more money and they're continuing the trend as they have done with some of the other commercial deals recently of progressing the club forward in that regard. There is still obviously a big lag between themselves in seventh and, and Tottenham in, in sixth on, on £30 million a year. But I just wonder at this moment in time whether a club like Everton, given that they're in 12th place on the table at the moment and given that they're not in European competition, they're not in the Champions League to, to attract maybe a, a Nike or an Adidas. Those clubs anyway, if they were to sign with an Everton, wouldn't make them front and centre. And I think what's really attractive here beyond the commercial side, and I'm sure Seb will tell us a, a bit more about Hummel in, in a moment, but what's really attractive for me and looking from Everton's side as well is the fact that Hummel have promised to make Everton as they put it, their flagship club, um, i.e. they'll be devoting kind of substantial resources to Everton, they'll put them front and centre of, of marketing campaigns, and there will obviously be bespoke kits, training gear, not just for Everton's first team, but, but for academy sides, for the women's team, and also they, they will supply Everton and the community staff with, with kits as well. So it just seems all round, really, it seems to be something that drives Everton forward commercially, but you would also hope that would be something that the fans can really buy into as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Seb, there's two dueling factors when 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 you talk about kit deals these days. Certainly from a, a fan's point of view, there's there's the kind of finances of it, and is it going to materially allow 
maybe the manager a few extra quid in the tra- in the transfer market, but then almost at the same level of importance, it's is it a cool brand? What the kit's going to look like? Are they going to get them into shops fast? You know, the product's going to be good quality. That's all in the mix, isn't it? When you when, when you think about a new kit manufacturer. Yeah, absolutely. And I think you only have to see the reaction on um, on social media yesterday, um, not just from Everton fans, but also from um, fans of, around football. You know, Hummel's, Hummel's a big name. It means a lot to a lot of people, certainly of a certain age, and I include myself in that, you know, the, the, <laughs> kits, of the, the kits in, a, <laughs> in the late 80s and early 90s, you know, the, the Coventrys, the Southamptons, the Aston Villas, those sort of, those yeah. iconic templates obviously kicked off by the fact that, that Denmark wore it in the 86 uh, World Cup, you know, and, um, and you know, so it, it means something. Hummel mean you know, Hummel shirts, they rec- people recognise them, which I think, you know, in this day and age when you have a, certainly a lot of, um, well, maybe not so much in the last couple of seasons, but there has been a tendency for manufacturers to have stock templates and, and the like. But, you know, you only have to see Hummel is very uh, iconic and the Chevrons are obviously iconic. There is, uh, you know arguably as iconic as the as the three stripes if you see those chevrons you know it's a hummel it's a hummel hummel top so Mm. yeah i think it's obviously you know from that side of things you know forgetting the the finances and the like it's obviously caught people's imaginations it's it's obviously something that we cover a lot of on um, on mundial and um you know it's it's not hard to uh, see why people are talking about it and and what will happen uh you know going forward but hummel is certainly um yeah i've certainly got a special a special uh, name in it within, within all football fans you know not just Everton fans that was interesting that line in Paddy's part of the piece where he spoke to um, a branding expert at Saatchi and they said that their opinion was that they thought Everton might try and align themselves with one of the big three and take a lesser cut and maybe accept being a lesser priority and have your kits that other clubs have got but but they made quite a Pardon my mis- misquoting it, was it almost like a, a bolder move to go with a brand that's not quite at the forefront at the moment? Yeah, I, th- I, think, that's, I think that's probably a correct way of, of kind of categorising what was said. Um, just kind of looking back on it, effectively, we were given a, a paradigm in which there are two ways to go. Clubs can either look to attach themselves to a Nike or an Adidas in the hope that they almost are dragged up by the coattails <laughs> Um, the, the brand's reputation. These are obviously mega brands, um, and Nike, Adidas, and Puma have, at least to, to to quote the person we spoke to in the piece, have led the way in this regard in in football kit manufacturing. Those deals don't always they do at the top level for a, for a Real Madrid or an Arsenal or if, if you look recently Liverpool's deal with with Nike is worth a lot of money, but they don't always um, perform commercially to to clubs that are not in in um, for clubs that are not in the Champions League. So there's a there's a decision between that and um, almost choosing to align yourself with what you would I suppose consider to be a challenger brand, somebody like a Hummel or a, an Umbro, Reebok, brands of that nature that are looking to kind of break fresh ground or even just kind of re- reinvigorate what, what they're doing. Everton will be seen by Hummel, as we've already said, as like a as a really kind of interesting project, a flagship enterprise for them. Um, and sometimes those deals can be worth more money um, because the, the brands are looking to kind of, they've, they've got budgets and are looking to kind of really kind of rejig and, and, and kick things off. We know that Hummel have signed themselves to other English clubs at a lower league. You've seen Charlton, Coventry, cl- clubs of, of, of that ilk. 
but they're also looking to make waves on the continent as well and making a step in, into the Premier League I think gives them um, well in Everton's case gives Everton um, somebody that will kind of almost nurture them I think that's important as Everton fans we almost want to feel as though we're not kind of Nike's fourth priority here we're not Nike's fifth sixth priority or Adidas's sixth priority Everton will be put front and centre and I think that's what Hummel have, have offered to do they, they've obviously stumped up a lot of money more than more than Umbro were prepared to match we believe so it all points I think to, to a, a, a synergy between the two organisations to what Hummel wants and what Everton wants I think that's really important now the, the the thing that I think everybody's looking forward to is seeing the first design of that kit and and the design from Hummel. Yeah, Seb, it's funny that there's like a subgenre in Twitter now. Is there are people um, design graphic designers designing their own templates of what they want the kits to look like, and some of the, those tweets take off massively, aren't they? It's just such a, a genre of interest, isn't it? Yeah, it is it very much so. I mean, you know, we've been Mundial's been going since uh, 2014 now, and uh, yeah, kits have formed a, a large part of that. Not just looking back on, you know, the old classic ones, but you know, celebrating the new ones that have come about. And you know, it, and like I said before, there's probably been a bit of a backlash against sort of the templated stuff of late. And I think, um, I think you only have to have a look what Hummel have done in recent years to know that um, they're not. They've never been afraid to do that. You know the. The work that they do with I I, I experienced um, uh, the brand at quite close quarters when I went over to Denmark to for a trip when they when I saw a match for um, FC Christiana which is in a, a which is like a hippie commune commune shall we say in Copenhagen and oh, yeah. uh, where there's, <laughs> there's there. let's just say let, let's just say that the rules are uh, the rules are loose uh, and yeah and well I, I mean I, I I don't like to say these sort of words on an Everton podcast but their their motto is you'll never smoke alone but um you know, it's obviously changed slightly <laughs> oh, but uh, from the, the iconic one from your rivals but you know they're not afraid to just do things differently they also did the first um hijab uh, football kit for the Afghanistan women's national team uh, things like that and they also do another good thing that they do again like sort of breaking the mold they do uh, shirts that, they're quite big in Japan they do some shirts for um, the team in Nagasaki uh, and for their peace matches that they have every year to uh, to recognize the anniversary of the um, the atomic bomb and they make these amazing you know these these incredible designs that you know just look so you know so different from pretty much everything else so in terms of you know what concepts and ideas, and you know it's, it's going to be exciting for Everton fans, I think. And um, you only have to see what Hummel did this year, like you mentioned, Coventry. There, you know, replicating that iconic template and silhouette from from the late eighties. That's what um, obviously everyone recognises that because it was just around the time of the, it wasn't the eighty six Cup final, but around then. But you know, everyone remembers that silhouette and template, and even little things. I think the away kit this year or the third kit they did for for Coventry was one based on the Specials album cover. So they're not afraid to give things. A go and and, cha- and change things up so you know that the future is um the, fu- the future is bright for for Everton fans in terms of having something that is different from the norm and, and that's that's very much what this I think this deal this deal brings so but I mean a, a question in two parties so so do bear with me yeah. I mean you you were saying to us off air that you've you've been to to Hummel's um headquarters in in Aarhus yeah. so so I mean what did you make when you when you went there, what did you make of of the facility and the brand and the reception and everything surrounding that kind of part of of Aarhus and, and that part of Denmark? But secondly, what about the the kits that you've seen in recent years? I mean, Mundial are in this space themselves, the the, the crossover between football and fashion. Have you been kind of in, in, 
excited and, and interested in by, by the design element of, of what Hummel have done over the past few years with the likes of, say, Coventry and, and other clubs? Yeah, I think, um, well, yeah, to answer the first part of that question, yeah, we, I was lucky enough to, well, lucky enough for a football uh, geek like myself to get invited <laughs> to um, the, uh, the headquarters in Aarhus, which is about three hours on a lovely train ride up from Copenhagen. But um, it's, I think this, it's important to state here, and I didn't know this until I sort of went over there, that, De- that Hummel is just so big in Denmark. Obviously, it's a, it's a Danish brand, but... It's it does everything from you know not just uh, sportswear but it does like it does school uniform things and things like that and 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 it does it does so much I couldn't be, that's just the first thing that surprised me and just the capabilities that they've got you know it's not just football shirts or sports kits that they do they do so much more and just seeing you know going up there and and it's a lovely space it's right by the M um, Aarhus is, is a port and uh, it's right by the the port and it's it's an amazing space it's lovely place I mean great place to work and. Then you just go down these couple of aisles, and honestly, it's it was yeah. I was like a kid in a sweet shop looking at all the <laughs> all the various designs, and and just oh, I remember that one, I remember that one, or even ones that I didn't remember. God, they, they've done this, they've done this, and you know it. They have got such a rich archive to to pick from, and you know, of course, all, all different um different brands have this, but I think. I think the thing with Hummel, I think there's certainly elements of where it is so distinctively Hummel shirts. Like I said, that thin pinstripe effect that they had in the 80s and the Denmark kits, everyone knows them, even the one in 92, everyone. And again, it's the Chevrons, isn't it? It's the Chevrons. But they, yeah, it was great to see it. It was great to see the um, potent, you know, the, the possibilities that they've got there. And, and, and you know, I'm guessing and, and, and uh, you know, I, I don't I don't know for sure, but, you know, I don't think it's one of the things that I've been always surprised about, the football kits sort of design and, the you know, the design side of it and the artwork of it and the background of it. This all starts a long time before, the, you know, it's almost like a season behind most of the time. And I didn't know this until, you know, I got a bit more involved with Mundial and, and found this out. So the kits, um, I, I'd be extremely surprised if the kit hasn't obviously already been... Uh, been selected after a lot of you know consultation with various people that's what that's what um all brands do now is make sure they consult but um yeah and i think i'll just touch again to answer the second part of the question touch again on what they've done with the likes of coventry fc christiana um you know nagasaki in in japan they're not afraid to um they're not afraid to to you know break out of the sort of template mold and and it would be really interesting to see what they do. I mean, Middlesbrough, another example. You know, when I was, I remember one of the one of the kits that really stood out was when, when they were shown us, and was an Ev- uh, Middlesbrough one from, from from like uh, I think it was early eighties or something like that. When you know, Ayrson Park years and all that sort of stuff. And you know, they've they've tried to replicate that this year with with them, ret- you know, returning to Hamill this year. And and you have to see what they do with the Rangers the Rangers kits as well. You know, Rangers that there's some pretty pretty classic kits from Rangers over the years. But they've they've made a they've made a really good stab at it, and it's um. Like I said, it's it's it must you know we have to pick things to be excited about at the moment, obviously because there's, there's no football on the pitch. But if you know a good and exciting kit launch, it's one of the things that does what works for us. But I think it also works for you know it reminds people again why that you know why why they why they love the sport. You know, I'm not for a second saying that probably people necessarily of my generation are going to rush out and buy everything you know buy all the shirts and stuff like that. But if they you know, if the guy in guy in the stands likes likes the kit as well, it just helps. It just helps, doesn't it? You know, and and I think I saw a really good point. Someone said on social media that it obviously helps people remember the kits if you're doing well. Now, I mean, you know, that's not something Hummel or anyone else can control, but you know that will always help, especially like you said, if if European qualification is something that um that you guys obviously will be aspiring to, and 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 like you said, they're continental. You know, it's not just 
they know that by by sponsoring a Premier League club or, or providing kit for a Premier League club, they know that that's just going to travel so far and wide. And particularly, obviously, someone as well well known and with the heritage of Everton, you know. Yeah, absolutely. It's funny because I think there is room in the market now for for different brands and maybe you know smaller, well less known. Certainly recently and growing up like in Liverpool, it was, you know as the cliche is, is it's true to an extent. Anyway, sportswear is massive and. You know Adidas and Nike and all those brands, and when Liverpool were consistently getting kits made by Adidas, which were usually quite nice, and they had the few years with Reebok and stuff, um, and Everton were getting Umbro, and then they had that flirtation with Lecoq Sportif, which was kind of <laughs> as a retro brand, it was all right, but you you would never buy a you know you, you wouldn't imagine like your your average lad wearing Lecoq Sportif tracksuit, and then Liverpool kind of blew their own they, they sort of got warrior and that was like even <laughs> no one had, had gone that low before so they lost all bragging rights and uh so now i think it's, it's blown wide open the market isn't it yeah absolutely and i think um god i've forgotten about warrior yeah you'd have thought about that but yeah i mean look you know lecoq sportif are a, a good example you know a couple of years ago oh, man, probably four or five years ago they did um they came back onto the scene with saint etienne and fiorentina and that's a pretty big statement of intent you know to come back with people yeah. like that yeah. and um you know, it, it sh- and they make an impact. You know, they will make an impact. Whether whoever's wearing the Adidas and Nikes and the and the Pumas and that, if you get a good kit and it's and it's made by a heritage, you know, Lecoq Sportif, like Hummel, very M, you know, nation specific and very very focused, but also with a bit of element of cool about it, then you've got a chance. You've got a chance. And yeah, of course, there's always going to be. You know, you've always got the you've always got the big guns. And, and don't get me wrong, they. They they produce good kits and and great kits as much as as much as the next people you know and all all brands have the capabilities to produce good or bad kits but it just yeah it's it's it Hummel like I said the social media reaction is pretty you know it's pretty spot on it, everyone's just a bit excited because it's something different isn't it and again it's in these times it's just something to to enjoy and hope you know hope hope for the best That's spot on that mate brilliant thank you very much cool and Paddy of course there's been sort of as Seb was saying a lot on on Twitter hasn't there about uh, the kits and some slightly conflicting stuff about maybe seeing them sooner rather than later we're not convinced that's the case are we no uh, obviously the the first thing to pick up on is that the, the I think almost an overwhelmingly positive reaction from what I've seen personally and from what Seb was saying he's seen um, it's good to see that fans are kind of behind this and and are looking forward to seeing the first kit as as, as we've pointed out um there was as you've alluded to there, there was, there was a, a post from Hummel that quite a lot of fans picked up on um, shortly after the announcement, effectively saying you'll see the kit in. I think their words were a couple of weeks. And um, people have interpreted that as the kit's going to be out in, in, in two weeks' time or so, um, two being a couple. Uh, I don't think that is strictly true. I, I think while we may be far down the line, it might take a little bit longer than that. And I think the main reason is we're still not entirely sure what happens with the Premier League season. And we're in a situation where Everton will continue to wear Umbro kits, even though Hummel's agreed. Everton will continue to wear Umbro kits for the duration of this season, however long that takes, finishing off the games, if the games are indeed played behind closed doors. Everton are not going to announce or take the shine off the existing deal with Umbro while the, the... the current football season is in process. So I think we might need to wait a little bit longer than two weeks or a couple of weeks, whatever the, the phrase is. But we are, rest assured, far down the line. And um, as we've said before on previous podcasts, this is 
part of a wider commercial strategy where we will eventually see a new shirt sponsor. We will eventually see a new sleeve sponsor. We, we've got the kit manufacturer now in, in Hummel and um, kind of we'll, we'll be following that every, every step of the way over on The Athletic, of course. We certainly will. Um, as well, uh, talking about retro, when you're talking about Hummel, the 25th anniversary, would you believe it, of the 1995 FA Cup finals is upon us. Bittersweet, I think, for, for many Blues, um, probably more so for Blues of, of your kind of age, Paddy, who weren't even really, well, you certainly, I wouldn't imagine you were able to be there. Um, and then you sort of compounded by the fact that, you know, obviously, we, we've not won anything since. Um <sighs> From my point of view, it, it was my first and only taste of, of sort of tangible success as, as an Evertonian. I was I was around in the uh, but far too too young in the mid sort of the eighties heyday really to remember much of it. Uh, although kind of I did t- get taken to the eighty nine final, and obviously we got beat by Liverpool anyway, so that was an, an, auspicious, <laughs> an auspicious start for me. But ninety five was was massive. It was such an evocative time anyway because obviously the season before that. We just stayed up on the last day against Wimbledon, and then, um, then Joe Royal comes in, and we have this amazing run in the cup, and Duncan Ferguson's there on loan, and it just felt like it was a it was a good time to become an Evertonian, and uh, in many ways a misleading time because almost after you win that trophy, you think this that's what it's always going to be like. It's always going to be like highs and lows, and winning cups, and having you know um, these these memory rich times. <laughs> and then fast forward 25 years and we, we've not really won anything since so uh, it'd be interesting to get your take on it Pad like I say maybe you know, feel, a feel for Blues of your generation because you you've not even had that really No well I mean I'm still unsure as to whether I'm able to claim this as something I, I mean I have I, I was on the planet for Everton's win in 95 I was three <laughs> years of age yeah. but I certainly don't remember I certainly wasn't at Wembley um, and while we I'm, I'm assured we did watch the game um, and I was very excited that Everton were winning a game of football. I don't think I really understood the magnitude of what was taking place. There's, there's actually, we've got, um, and this is always shown to, to people when they come to the house and they speak about football. In, in, in my parents' home, we've got a framed picture of me kind of beaming as a three-year-old. Shortly after Everton won the, the cup, they, they took the trophy back to Goodison. And you're yeah. able to go and you're able to go and visit and get your photo taken. So there was me as a kind of a, a beaming three-year-old, my dodgy side part in my hair, holding the uh, holding the FA Cup. I was I was very excited then. So I, I guess I had some idea of the the magnitude of what had taken place. But um, yeah, it, it 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 feels certainly does feel a long, long time ago. It feels like a completely different era, different epoch, a different feel around the club for better or for worse now. Um, I think if you told most Evertonians back then that it would, uh, 25 years later, like you were saying, there would, there would be no further silverware. I think they'd have been shocked and, and very disappointed. Um, and we've we've obviously come close on occasion. We've um, domestically, you look at the um, the game against Chelsea um, in in the FA Cup final where Lampard scores the winner, and kind of that's a what if moment for me given um, Everton took the lead very early on with with a really early goal from Louis Saha. I think another huge... Um, there are the two others that stand out in the FA Cup. One was the semi-final against Liverpool, I think, in 2012, a game that Everton really should have won um, when you look at the two teams and the, the respective form going into the game. 
that was a huge opportunity missed. And I think perhaps an even bigger one, even though it was a quarter final, was the uh, defeat to Wigan, um, where Wigan obviously went on to to win the trophy under Roberto Martinez. It's really interesting to look at that moment and think, for example, if if Everton had had, had managed to find a way to to overcome Wigan and get over the line there, what would have happened? We we probably wouldn't have ended up with Roberto Martinez as Everton manager. Um, and the course of history would have been far different. So there have been loads of moments, and that doesn't even taken into account Europe, where I think good Everton teams should have gone further in European competition. Fiorentina, Dinamo Kiev, when Roberto Martinez, for some reason, decides Antolin Alcaraz is a better option than John Stones. Um, <sighs> Don't, I still I get uh, cold, wake up in cold sweats about that. Cold sweats, cold sweats. So Yarmolenko and just about everything that could go wrong did I mean we yeah. were we were a very good side in 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 European competition that season obviously had Lukaku banging in goals Stephen Naismith had played quite a big role but the, there were loads of players in good form and I, I really did think I mean I, I spoke to Luke Garbutt about this a, a few weeks ago um, for an interview on the site and he effectively said the same thing we, we thought we were in with the chance of winning this we, we were in such good form in, in Europe we were we'd beaten top teams and when he says top teams, top teams for the Europa League, they, they swatted aside Wolfsburg home and away. Wolfsburg, Wolfsburg, as we've already discussed before, were a really, really interesting side with some top players, people like De Bruyne, Perisic, yeah. Bas Dost, um, Ricardo Rodriguez at left-back, who obviously has gone on to play for AC Milan. Mm. There have been loads of occasions, but Everton just haven't been able to get over the line and they've, they've almost become the nearly men. And I think now I, I look at progression Progression in the in the Premier League and getting up the table is so so important financially and in terms of the image of a club. Getting into the Champions League becomes an almost a be all and an end all for for institutions and organisations, Premier League clubs. But I think Everton as a club have been starved of success, and I won't be the only person to say this, but it does seem important to change that narrative. Um, it becomes increasingly important with important with each passing year to change that narrative. And I think the task for Ancelotti certainly is not just to to improve the club's fortunes in the league, but it's also to bring some silverware back because it it is long overdue. Completely agree, and I've been banging that drum for a long time when it comes to the League Cup and how you know a succession of Everton managers have disregarded it. It, it completely puzzles, baffles, and infuriates me. And I, and I hope it's different under. Carlo Ancelotti talking about iconic kits. Um, there was that the Umbro kit for the '95 Cup Finals one. That's obviously, as Seb was saying, you associate good moments with good kits, and often they, they tend to come together and be influenced by one another. But that was a, a great kit, I thought, and um, it didn't have the sponsor. It didn't have Danker on it for the final. I don't think because they hadn't agreed the deal yet. Um, so it, it looked even even cooler, I think, um, on the day and. Yeah, it was it was a happy and heady era, and let's hope that there is some more of that to come. Um, if you've been enjoyed listening to us talk about the Hummel deal, there's a great piece on the site Paddy and I pulled together about how that deal happened. Um, so please do check that out. If you haven't subscribed, you can still uh, get the ninety day free trial by going to theathletic.com forward slash Everton Pod. Um, that's theathletic.com Everton Pod. Thanks very much for listening, and we'll be back next week.